Welcome to Aspire to Rise, where we are teaming up to serve leaders and help them process through a challenge they're facing. I'm Joshua Stamper. And I'm Sarah Johnson. Now let's ascend to new leadership heights together. Hello and welcome, Joshua Michael, my friend. How are you tonight? I'm awesome. Get a chance to speak with you again after so much time away. How are you doing, my friend? I'm doing really well. I feel like our listeners are... They've just been chomping for a Aspire episode with us. And I don't know, I think you've had a few things going on. We, we missed last month. You want to maybe share what you have going on in your life that would have had me backing off from a recording schedule with you? Well, a lot of people know that in the state of Texas, where it's typically very, very warm, we got several inches, which felt like uh, <laughs> a blizzard down here for the community. And yeah, we had ice, we had single digit temperatures and everyone lost their mind and school got canceled for a full week. But then not only that, that uh, the electricity went out for so many people in the state that a lot of pipes and pools and you name it froze over and burst. And um, so buildings had to actually be looked at and fixed before kids could actually go in. So we had about a week and a half of where we actually had no learning going on. And we were just kind of waiting and trying to get back. So it was kind of a stressful time, even though it was a break. It was definitely stressful to figure out, like, are we going to have water? Are we going to have electricity and heat <laughs> during this time? And so, of course, my family and, and I were extremely blessed. We we had minimal damage in comparison to some, but it still was a stressful time. And one where, uh, you know, none of our due dates or anything like that have changed. You know, state testing is still going to occur and deadlines for teacher assessments are still at the same time frame. So there was a lot of stress on everybody here in the state. Uh, you know, now we come back to reality of, of having to condense everything um, quite a bit. I am so grateful that everything is back on track. And I was thinking as if COVID-19 wasn't a big enough issue for you know, the community <laughs> yeah. and the world and here, I mean, losing power and is one thing too, but then adding on the snow. And I just remember watching that unfold and just feeling this deep level of empathy because, you know, up here in the Northern part of Wisconsin, we're just used to that, but it's yeah. a, you know, it's a climate issue where we're acclimated for that. We're prepared. Yeah, mm -hmm. I was just praying for everybody and you, and I'm glad that things are back to as much as normal as they can be. And it's funny well, because our furnace actually went out. It was like not last night, but the night before. And I didn't get to, to oh, tell no. you this. Yeah. And it's, it's so crazy when something like that happens, the shift, you know, and you realize yeah. how, you know, I mean, honestly, we live in so much privilege and we're so grateful and joyful that we have these basic necessities. And so when it's taken from you, it's mm -hmm. just the moment to take stock and really just be grateful for all the little things that you have that you don't even realize you have till they're gone. Exactly. It's kind of like the human body when something gets hurt, you're, you're like, I, oh, I don't even use that little finger, but then you realize how often you use that little finger. Um, that's so important to your survival. <laughs> yes. Oh my goodness. Well, I'm glad that we're back on. I'm glad that we are here together and I'm super excited that we have an incredible guest. Do you want to meet her? Shall I introduce our oh, guest? Please. All right. So we've yes. got- I can't wait. Yay. We have Ashley Duda joining us on the podcast. So welcome, Ashley. Hello. I'm happy to be here. Another, a fellow Wisconsinite. So would you just share with the listeners of our podcast a little bit about yourself, what you're up to in this wonderful world of ours? Yeah, well, I am currently a school counselor in the Kakana Area School District going on my fourth year there. Yeah, previously I worked for the United States AmeriCorps in the Barron Area School District, which was an adventure as well. So 
Yeah, that's kind of where I'm at right now. I'm pursuing my administrative degree from Viterbo University. So finish up here in just a couple months, I'll have my principal license and be on my way. That's awesome. Actually, I want to thank you for being on the podcast. And before we kind of dive into, you know, something as far as a leadership challenge, I'm just curious about your leadership journey and what your dream job would be. <laughs> um, yeah, that's a great question. So I, I tell people, you know, I'll be a state superintendent someday. Yeah, I mean, I got some pretty big dreams. I'm going to change the world. That's what I, I like to say. My leadership journey, you know, so far is it's been, it's been pretty unique. I guess I'm always the the girl that go over and above in a lot of things because you never know what opportunity can come from it. I like to call myself like I'm often the yes girl where people will come to me and I don't say no often, which is a downfall actually sometimes. I think we're going to probably unpack that a little bit the more we talk, but I'm so excited, Ashley, that you got a chance to answer that way because I'll never forget. And in fact, I think I told Joshua this about you in our pre-chat. Because I'll never forget it. It's one of the first things that you ever said to me. And I think it's really cool for anybody to have big dreams, but to have one so specific is really awesome. And I know that you're going to, you already have a great impact in the schools that you've served in. And I know that you're going to continue to do that. And I'm really excited that you are nearly done with the program. Are you thinking that you might want to try to launch in right now? Or what's your current thinking about using that license? That's a great question. I go back and forth. You know, I feel that I balance this overeducated, underexperienced. But then again, as we were kind of talking a little bit earlier, 28 is really not that young. (laughs) 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 So I I don't know. Um, Again, I have, you know, I went right from my undergrad to my master's program. Then I went right into, you know, the work world of being a counselor. So I've only really have about four years of experience. And it feels like part of me is like, am I ready? And maybe that's a little of my own self-doubt. But yeah, I don't know. I, I also love what I do right now. I love, I love the kids I work with and the staff that I work with. But I feel like I'm ready to make uh, more of a systemic change. So that's kind of where I'm at. I'm sitting in this gray area here. And that's an okay space to be. I think you're not alone in that. And I just can't wait to see how it all unfolds uh, for you. And oh, you really have a beautiful journey ahead of you. And I'm so excited that you would choose to join us on the podcast to process through a leadership challenge. And so would you share with us that challenge that you wanted to process with Joshua and I? Yeah, well, I want to say again, thank you so much for having me and kind of listening to what I'm going to bring to the table here, because I really do need some suggestions. I mentioned earlier that I tend to be that yes girl where you need somebody to lead a committee. Yeah, for sure. I'll do it. You want me to spend five hours doing something absolutely nothing that pertains to counseling? Yeah, sure. I'll do it. And my wondering was with with the world that we're living in, and there's so much talk about self-care, right? And I preach about that all the time with my staff about how we need to be taking care of ourselves and we have to be investing in ourselves. We can't pour from an empty cup. You guys have heard all the things. But then I look back at it and I'm like, oh my goodness, it's a do as I say, not as I do, because I will not turn anything down on an I don't have a very good way to set those professional boundaries. And part of me wonders as I'm trying to move positions and I'm looking for more experience, is there a way to set those boundaries professionally and take care of yourself and 
still get ahead. Yeah, it's difficult, especially when you are trying to switch careers too, going from a counselor to an administrator. And like you said, you're, you're trying to get that experience. You've got a lot of education, but you don't have a lot of experience. So that is an interesting conundrum that you're in right now. I have a question though. If, if we wouldn't mind going back in your journey, you're in a counseling position now. What, what led you to go back to get your administration license? I've always known that I wanted to be in administration someday. Growing up, I, I wanted to be a counselor. I wanted to help people. And I didn't know what kind of counselor I wanted to be. I was I did substance abuse and addiction therapy for a while. I was like, this is probably going to burn me out faster than anything else. <laughs> I was like, I really, I think I want to work with kids in some way because I feel like I can make a big impact there. So I started out mm-hmm. in the counseling realm just to, to make, you know, a good, to make change, but knowing that I, I, I seek out leadership, leadership positions in everything I do and everything I've ever done. I mean, even from when I was like in grade school, you know, just everything I do, I want, always want to be in some, you know, position where we're working together, making big change. And, and so I knew that this was coming down the pipeline and I want to do it. It's just, it's a whole it's a whole thing to make the jump. So I'm grateful that Joshua asked that question so we could understand that piece. And I think a piece of that is that, you know, counselors going into principalships is to me actually a very smart leap. <laughs> I just don't think it's as common. Um, and I know that you, Ashley, have spent a good amount of time seeing the principal lens from a vantage point that few teachers get to because of the close proximity that principals and counselors have. Is that accurate? Would you say based on your cohort and the feedback that they give you? Oh, a hundred percent. It's yeah. Very different lens coming from the counselor perspective than sometimes classroom teachers have for sure. That's awesome. Okay. So you know, Ashley, that your concern that you've brought to the table is one that is near and dear to my heart. Obviously I spend a lot of my passions and time trying to help people through this, but I know also based on conversations that you and I have had that you have put in place some strategies. So I'm just curious for you, what have you tried in regard to keeping these boundaries for yourself? I, to be completely honest, I say I try a whole bunch of things, but I don't give it a good effort because here we go. A huge fear of mine is being seen as lazy or not, you know, willing to help out. And as I think about moving forward in my career, those are two things I don't want people to perceive me as. So I will take on work and take on things at expense to my own like mental and physical health because that's what I feel like I have to do. So it's really trying to find that balance and, you know, especially the world that we live in right now. And, you know, I feel like I grew up where you work really hard and hard work pays off. So it's like, all right, I'm just going to work really hard. I'm never going to say no. I'm just going to keep pushing through and do it with a smile on my face. It's taken a huge toll. And I feel like there are other people out there in this in a similar situation too. So Ashley, is this something that you experience in other areas of your life or is this just specific to your job? Well, I would love to answer that question in a different way, but I'll be honest, it's pretty much everywhere. <laughs> you know, it's pretty much everywhere. <laughs> you know, and you said this, you are coming here very vulnerably. And you're saying like, I know that I say these things 
that I, um, you know, tell people or I try to encourage people what to do, but I'm struggling, Sarah and Joshua, give me the magic answer. Give me the wand. Give me the unicorn. Let's ride off into the sunset. Ultimately, what do you think is the best way for you to overcome this challenge? If we weren't here tonight processing this through, because I know you think about it in deep inside your heart, what do you think it is? I would say time. Setting time limits for myself would probably be really helpful. But to get myself to do it, there's such an immense amount of guilt there. I could even throw out the word like shame, you know, when you put yourself first, are you selfish? And yeah, it's a lot of stuff. Well, the thing is, you're not just talking about self-care either. I mean, you're talking about all kinds of boundaries that you haven't quite been able to close the gate on. And, yeah. you know, the other thing that, that Joshua and I got to hear about is that you are a third round with setting your wedding <laughs> plans too. So there's a few things going on in yeah. your life. It's not just your ambitions and your goals and your current professional priorities and the fact that you're closing up a chapter of another degree. I mean, this big personal leap, you've bought a home and there's just so much going on in your world. So I just want to like mm-hmm. put that on the table and acknowledge it because there's a lot. Well, it feels good, actually. Thank you. Yes. Maybe sometimes we don't think about all of the things that we're handling and then we don't affirm ourselves to realize that, okay, I'm actually, even though I feel like I'm failing in this one area, I feel like I have to um, say no, or I'm taking on too much. It's, you know, like realizing the things that you are doing well and the the balancing act that you do have going on. (laughs) Just maybe you need to hear it sometimes. I don't know. No, I like it. I say that to... For students and, you know, teachers that come into my office, I say the same thing, but so much harder to take it when it's about you. Yes. I love this conversation because I just relate so much with what Ashley's talking about because I kind of fell into the same trap early in my career, especially when I was an aspiring leader because I wanted to learn everything. I wanted to be the person that was leaned on. And I think for myself, and I don't know if this is true for you, Ashley, is that I wanted to be seen as worthy, like that the re- my job is a reflection of my self-worth and I killed myself to the degree, and Sarah knows this, to the degree of like getting ill, running myself ragged and spending hours and hours at the campus and, and saying yes to absolutely everything and being on district committees and campus committees and outreaches and building programs myself. And although it was amazing experience, it burned me out to the point where I, I almost walked away from education as a whole. And I was, I mean, the gray hair that's in my beard was pretty much from that year because I was, I was not any good to my family. I wasn't any good to my, my church, to my school. Like I was, I was just running ragged. And so although the experience was amazing, it did take a toll on everybody else around me because I just didn't have enough to give out to everybody else. And so I'm going to give you a resource that I read early in my life um, when I first got married, but also was something that I need to come back to because this is a book I felt like reach every aspect, which is the book called Boundaries by Dr. Henry Cloud and Dr. John Townsend. And it just kind of gave me um, an idea of like what is important as far as priorities in my life, what I needed to focus on, um, because there were a lot of things I thought I needed to experience in or things that I thought were really important that weren't that I could cut out from my life and just wasn't needed. And the other piece was the communication. Like, how do I communicate? Like, no, I don't want to do this, 
but do it in a respectful manner and, and not hurt feelings and still have a re- key relationship with that person and where it doesn't break down. So that is one resource for me personally that works not only for the workplace, but also with my family, my extended family. That's good. And we'll be sure to link that in the show notes as well for listeners. I have mm-hmm. to be careful and you two need to cut me off. Okay. Never. <laughs> <laughs> Because this is a topic that is, you know, one that I've had to, of course, struggle through consistently. Yep. And and I'm going to say it's not in my past. It is now. And I think that's important for listeners to hear, you know, as a person who's co-authored a book of Going Beyond Balance, I've spoken to this. Um, Ashley, you've been <laughs> in my sessions, like spoken. Of, you've heard it from my co-author. I coach people constantly on this topic. And yet I am a work in progress myself. And so I wanted to say that so that the listeners could hear that, you know, Joshua, if if you needed to hear that or, or Ashley is that this is an evolving thing because our life goes through patterns and it goes through shifts and we have additions and subtractions and we need to be able to recalibrate. And you've, you've had a lot of additions (laughs) in your life. Um, And so for me, it's like, well, I've been dealing on the other end of the coin with a lot of subtraction and even in the last year with COVID, you know, a year, a calendar year ago, I had so many speaking engagements and flights that I was only going to be home a couple days out of the week each week. And now, Mm -hmm. I mean, COVID hit and it's like, uh, my Enneagram seven (laughs) extroverted person is struggling to do, to build it back because I became depressed. It's like, you know, because then all of a sudden it's like, well, I don't even have any, I don't even, where are my yeses? They all went away. So I'm just sharing that vulnerably because I think it's important that this is a lifelong strive and that we're always taking stock of the current circumstances in which we're living. You know, it's not just, I got that figured out once when I was 28, (laughs) actually, you know, like it's gonna... I'm waiting for that magic number, you know, waiting for that. Like, okay, when I turn 29, I'll figure it all out. I know what will happen. Oh, so am I, my friend. So am I. So, but I do have some very practical things. You know, I'm glad Joshua mentioned the book. I coach a lot of my clients and my firm foundations. Leadership coaching is, is how to say yes and no, but it's also before you even get there is figuring out when the heck am I going to say yes to? And what am I going to say no to? Cause you're, it's not only just balancing the fact that you want to gain all these really rich experiences that you want to be seen, that you want to be recognized. But part of it is who we are at our core. And, and Joshua, by saying that mm-hmm. you want to be seen as good at your job. Ashley, I've known you long enough now where I think sometimes I, I look at you and I don't know. I don't know if you've taken the Enneagram, but I have. <laughs> are you a three? You bet. Okay. <laughs> so, <laughs> the three is, you know, we need to achieve and and we need to perform well. And part of that is being seen like your worth is coming from that performance. And so that's going to, it's going to be harder for you to figure out what to say no to be, just because you're coming from that lens versus yeah. somebody else who doesn't struggle with that. So I just want to put that on the table. But also then we talk about setting our core values, going through our mission and our vision. I know you've done that too, but going back <laughs> to it to be able to use those as your filter. So that's where you can say, you know, um, I've been asked to be on this committee, but it's not fitting my core value right now of if you wanted to use balance, fine. You know, for me, mine are balance, resilience, and faith. And I have to figure out what my yeses are so that I can get myself um, in any three of those and what my no's are so that I can remove. Okay. So a strategy is, of course, looking back at those values that I know you've set before, 
looking at your mission and your vision and deciding, okay, is this going to get me to that state superintendent off in whatever time frame you have, then I have to be mission focused now. And that means I can't get distracted by X, Y, Z. Does that help a little bit? It does. I think that like revisiting, you know, those, mm-hmm. what the mission, my mission is now is important. You know, as we look yeah. forward, it changes. Yes. One thing you said too, is to recalibrate Sarah. And I feel like that really resonates with me because yeah, you had said additions and subtractions in your life. And I have to remember to do that. You know, it's okay to reevaluate, recalibrate because things change. I mean, just look at how absolutely insane the last year and a half has been, just all the changes. So I like that and how we adjustment. You know, and one really cool thing you could do is calculate how much time you've, it's almost like setting a budget (laughs) in a sense, calculate how much time that you've been devoting to your principal program. And, but don't just let that time now flit into the world, decide what you're going to replace it with. Are you going to replace it with rest, intentional rest, you know, or are you going to replace it with something else? Time with family, time with friends, you know, some things that you've been missing that have been draining you. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Whatever that priority that that has yeah, kind of exercise. fallen off so that it's almost like, you know, I always was told by one of my mentors, anytime you get and I didn't follow this advice, by the way, but anytime you get a raise, don't increase your standard of living with materials. Take that raise <laughs> and put it into the bank for the future. It's just great advice, I think, for when you're when you're lobbing off some of these big things that you have going on in your world that are really intense right now. I love the fact that time is like currency because it does have worth in our life. So I think that is a good metaphor. And to say that it's not meant to fill it with more. It's meant to maybe it's fill it with white space. That's going to be your dedicated time to just. Yeah, that's powerful. So Ashley, what are you putting in the bank? I want to say like I got to put. I got to put more work in. I mean, if I look at like where my mission is and like what my goals are, I got to really focus here in in that professional realm. I don't have a family right now. I have a wonderful, phenomenal fiance who is, I can't say enough amazing things about, but yeah, as I look forward to what I want, where I want to be in five, 10 years is right now I need to be working on that professional, continuing my professional growth. Mm. And you also need to be healthy to do that. So then there's some time for you, right? Yeah. Yeah. You're not wrong. (laughs) I hear you. And I think I don't do well with nothing. Like I need to be doing something. So I think uh, getting back into, you know, doing the gym or yoga or something is really important for me. And I haven't felt comfortable yet getting back into that with COVID. So I think finding other ways to use exercise as an outlet is important for me. And you know, the other thing is because you're a three and I love it. I love you. I love threes. Yeah, Listen to books on tape while you're exercising or podcasts, then do that because then you can double time. Like, you know, (laughs) all the multitasking I can do, you know it, the better. I know. (laughs) Okay. So I have one more filter that I want to give you before we're done. And I'll link this to a a guest on my podcast. Gosh, it's been a couple of years now already. Um, Lindsay Hale. And she just had this really beautiful filter for decisions if you, for your yes and your no's. Okay. So if you're doing anything through the fog, which is fear, obligation, or guilt, it means it's got to go. And really spending time with that. So are you making a decision out of fear that you won't be valued, that you might lose your job, that you won't get the promotion, fear of missing out, 
<laughs> obligation, meaning you said you do it, so you're going to do it. But if it's not, it's not something that you're excited about or that's filling your spirit, it's an obligation. And guilt, which you already spoke to, if you're saying yes to something because you feel guilty, maybe because you feel like you're the only one who can do it, or you feel like, oh, that's the, my life. I live that life. <laughs> that's the achiever. That is where I sit. <laughs> yeah. So those, the thing is though, really spending time in, in those things that you're doing and really taking stock because what you need to be able to do is, is flip that around. And, you know, thinking about if you're doing something out of obligation, it means that you got to give someone else an opportunity. It means that you have a new opportunity waiting for you. And every time you say yes to something that's not meant for you, you're saying no to something that's meant for you. Ooh. It's a really important filter. Yep. And Ashley, I would be so happy to share that, you know, to continue this conversation side with you, because I think it's a powerful one that I don't want to just drop off on a quick conversation on a podcast, because this is deep work. It takes a lot of time and energy and true reflection to get through that fog. I'm still working on it myself. This podcast is a proud member of the Teach Better Podcast Network. Better today, better tomorrow, and the podcast to get you there. You can find out more at teachbetter.com slash podcast. Now let's get back to the episode. So Ashley, what are your next steps to face the challenge? I think I have to like live this, the fear, obligation, and guilt. Like I'm going to have to write this down, put it on a plaque in my office, recite it every day. Because that is some powerful stuff. And I often live in the world of being like, no, I have to do this because I'm the only one that can do this or I can do it right. I can do it effective, you know, and so and that's not the right reason to do it. I think that was awesome. My, My next steps are to use those filters and fill in some of my extra time with something that's going to fill me back up, which would be, like I said, yoga or some sort of exercise. That's my, that's what I'm going to focus on. I'm going to recreate my own personal, my personal vision and mission. I think that's important. You just made my heart sink. (laughs) Did I, did you, are you finally, are you like, oh, I taught this girl. (laughs) I was just thinking that if somebody would have intervened in my own life at the age that you're at, I bet I would have been able to, if I was being genuine and authentic, like I believe you are, I think I would have been able to (laughs) avoid some of those um, head on collisions in my own life, you know? Because I, you know, could see through the fog better. I think we get so caught up in what's expected of us. And especially when you get in that lens of achieving that we just, we don't see what's right in front of mm-hmm. us. So yeah. you nailed it. I mean, I think so much, and I, like, I can't say enough how much I really like that fear, obligation and guilt, because I feel a lot of that, especially that guilt, you know, like, oh, geez, that's so powerful. I love that. Awesome. Well, we will be sure to link those resources in the show notes. So of course, Ashley can get a hold of them. And then anyone who's listening that wants to engage in them further will have the opportunity. I love it. Thank you guys so much for having me. Well, thanks for being on the show, Ashley. What a wonderful conversation, Ashley. And we just wish you the best getting through that fog. And thank you so much for enriching our podcasts. And so that the listeners can learn from this conversation today. Sarah just launched an individual and group-based coaching service and more information is linked in the show notes. If you would like to work with me as an individual coach, you can reach me through my website at joshstamper.com and click contact. Join us again next month where we will share our conversations with another wonderful leader. Until then, keep reaching for new heights and striving to be better.